one. Hello, everybody. This is, hey. I feel like they don't even know our voices anymore. Like, who is it? Who are we? It's been a time. It's been a time. So where have you been? Where have you been doing? Why have we not been here? It's actually kind of crazy because maybe I should have done my research before we did this to even figure out what page I left everybody on. Oh, true. But I want to say the last time we spoke, I don't even know if I had said that I got an offer yet. Like, I'm not even sure. Was that from the summer? I think it was right before you ended. So I don't think they know all of the all of the end of summer updates. Yeah, that's probably the, I mean, that is the whole reason why we've (laughs) taken as long of a gap as we have. So yeah, that was part of the reason why I was gone and detached. I had finished my summer. I got my offer. I had to move out of Minneapolis and come back home. And then I had to be home for like a second before I started school again. And yeah, starting school as a third semester grad student is just not fun, like not at fun. all. It's just like you just I'm ready for it to be over with. I'm done. Um, but yes, I did get the offer. I signed the offer. I have a job. Oh, I will yes. be that's the whole goal. I mean, uh, that is the whole goal. Yes, that is the goal. We got to the goal, reached it, but it's like, okay, what else? What now? <laughs> and now <laughs> next. That's big. That's enough. That's it. No, for real. Start the podcast back up because now we didn't get the hard stuff out of the way. Um, but yeah, you're real stressed. I was stressed. I had so much happening all at one time. But now we are in the season of receiving. Okay. Yes. You and okay. I both. We are in the season of receiving everything that we have worked hard for. So with that, what have you been up to in this break? Um, you know. I have started a multi-million dollar company. Um, no, <laughs> no actually, I have not had anything great to tell you guys. I'm not going to lie. Um, I switched roles. I did. I think, I, I don't know if I told you guys that. I um, ended up getting a promotion towards the end of the summer and I am now a strategist. Um, I started off in my job as brand engagement and kind of like worked my way up. Um, to this so that's exciting I think strategy is definitely where I want to stay I love it um what else have I been doing um girl you're being very humble talking about I didn't have anything to tell you guys but I also got a promotion so no big deal (laughs) (laughs) you know I think about work and I'm just I do I really want to tell you guys about labor I don't know (laughs) is that what this is for no (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I'm very excited and I'm very grateful for the opportunity for sure. Um, I've been just, I've just been trying to like, now that school is about to be a non-factor, I'm trying to see like, what do I want to fill my time with? So that's mm-hmm. really what this, this season, this little break has been is like, okay, now that school is not about to take up however many hours of my week, what am I going to fill it with? And I still don't know the answer. So I'm coming to you guys still with nothing, but <laughs> it's working. It's working towards something. I it's feel- working to Morgan left out a huge chunk, which is very important to me. But once again, she might be being humble again, as we are both graduating. Oh, yeah. End of this holiday season. So we are going 
into our Thanksgiving holiday season with Morgan's graduation and then going into our Christmas season with my graduation. Yes, guys, we are about degree to baddies. Two degree down. Two degree down. Love okay? that for us. Love that for us. Hooded girls is about to be a great time and lots of celebrating. That's why I said it's the season of receiving because true. You hey, received a like Fourteen trips booked. Yes. Period. What's up? <laughs> it's up. Like it's totally <laughs> up. If you want to book a fifteenth, I'm up. Like I'm. I don't care. It's time. It's been time. It's time overdue because we also lost a lot of time in the pandemic. So, yes. And like, that's like is- that adjustment. I don't think we really realized how much of an adjustment that was to like get back to in quotes. I put normal is still like it's tough. It's a yeah, it's still not normal, but we're trying to make it as normal as it can be. But yeah, I'm ready to. I'm ready to turn up. It's going to be real wild and real crazy. And I'm excited. I'm very excited. I told myself, like, I was, I've was. i been super humble. And now, y'all going to be sick of me. Like, prepare, ah, to, be prepare sick of to be sick of me. <laughs> For real. I'm going to get on everybody's nerves. Because it's just that time, I feel like. Might as oh, well. You only get one chance. I, you know, you got to humble it while you're going through it. Because you got to make sure everything is going to be right and in the right places. But then once it's there, it's like, okay. Now what? I can share. <laughs> no, literally, once it's all set up, I could be as annoying as I want to be. So that's just where it is. That's where we're at. That's really good, though, because that also just means that even in the podcast and in our next couple like episodes and seasons, like we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about some heavy stuff, but it also is still gonna be like trying to make the best out of it and try to look at it from a more positive light. Um, just because we are trying to obviously be more positive given like the season that we're in would you say would you agree I agree and I think that that was a perfect segue into like we also at this time we didn't like forget about the podcast completely we have been talking about just what we want to change and do differently and we talk on the phone for hours and the conversation is podcast worthy I feel like we should just record when we're on the phone because we really be talking Yes. So we want to bring that here. Like we want to make sure that we're being our authentic selves when we're talking. Cause you know, you get in front of the mic, you feel a little bit like you gotta you gotta put a voice on, like I'm in corporate or something, but we're we're taking that out and we're trying yeah. to be more open and honest and you know, more of a conversation feel because this is a conversation. Yeah. Wanting to be more comfortable here, I think, is a big thing because there's a lot of things happening outside of, of the podcast, but then also just having the podcast is that safe space where we can be comfortable is really important. And I think that to me, obviously with us being very new and we're trying to grow, one of my biggest things was like, are we growing fast enough? Are we doing the right stuff? Like, do we have the right formula? Is everything nailed down to a T? Do we have everything planned out? And it's kind of like, you'll get so wrapped up in that that you forget about like, once yeah, again, we're still- of- Yes, like even in spite of all that, we're still talking to each other on the phone every day. So it's like if we can still do that, we can still be recording this dang on podcast. Exactly. <laughs> There's no reason why we shouldn't be here trying to do this. So I feel like ultimately, um, it is it's a huge thing. It's a huge deal, and for us at least to make sure that we're bringing our full selves um, into this space all the time, no matter like what the logistics look like. So, and we're going to start with this first episode 
in this first episode, I know you guys are waiting, drum roll, is building generational grace. I know you guys have heard of generational curses, and of course, that has its own caveats to it, but um, this we really want to put it in a positive light of, yes, you want to make sure you acknowledge what you have seen in the past so you don't repeat it, but then you wait, also Mo. To... wait, 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 I was going to text you, we got to cut that, because we didn't, so you can just say like, okay, tell me when they go, I don't know when they go. Go ahead. So what's the title? What is this? What is this series titled? Okay, so we got some fire for you guys this month. For real, for real. This is a good, this is a good season. A good title, a good session. We're going to be coming to you guys from the adult table, okay? In perfect Thanksgiving fashion. Not from the kids table. We grown as hell now and we got real shit to talk about. So we're coming to you from the adult table and we're going to be talking about what are some of the things that our adult, that our family members were talking about maybe when we were young and things that our families may have been going through what was going on that we were just too oblivious at the kids table to even know about well now we're here we sitting here and unfortunately we're in the midst of it <laughs> right I'm trying to I'm trying to leave it actually look. we're trying to leave it low-key even though we begged to be here I know when everybody was a kid you wanted to sit at the adult table so bad well now we're I thought here. they were having fun <laughs> no and we realize now that it's not fun we're not having fun here so we are trying to figure out just some of these things, some of these, whether it's curses or just generational barriers or things that we're trying to grow from and learn from now that we are adults and we can't understand and comprehend like what's being talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we're trying to just kind of debunk some of those things and break it down, make it more easily understandable for um, just our age group in general. Because I definitely think there's layers to the adult table too. If you really True. think about like, it, we're, like, we're mid tier. We just got right. Like, <laughs> we entry just level, got in, you know. We just got let in. Like we not at grandma level yet. Like she got some years on her belt, right? But it's like we're we're getting introduced, right? We're we're getting we're invited. And I think with this first episode, our first episode of this series is building generational grace. And of course, you guys have heard of generational curses. That is all over Twitter, all over Instagram, all over social media in general of just like, I think our generation is really, really, really like seeing what our family is without like... I don't even know how to describe it because I think our families all saw what was going on, but like we're the first to take the stand to try to change it. Mm-hmm. And of course, this is a generalization. I'm pretty sure people's parents have also done this, but I do think that our generation is just really, really coming to the table with like already formed opinions, which our our parents really didn't get the grace to have. Like we come in and start early with learning and seeing the world. So our opinions are aggressive when they get to the table versus I feel like our parents kind of had that first. I think they had a general respect of like, I'm just not going to counter what's going on. But then also like, you know, what you see, like, yes, you can want to do better, but if you don't know how to do better, you don't have the resources to do better. How can you? So it's Mm -hmm. like, this episode is really breaking down how building generational grace even comes about. How do we do it? What do we see that we want to change? You know, getting into it all, getting into it all. So I don't know. Like, this is this is deep. This is, uh, this is heavy. Like, do you think, how do you feel about generational curses overall? Because you already know, 
I got a I got a feeling about it. I have a feeling about him too, like for real. Um, and I definitely will honestly say, like, I think my family has them. Like for I'll be honest and say, I think my family has them and I think we do suffer from some of them. Um, and I think that ultimately it's put off as a really negative thing, right? Like it's something that if you are told at a young age, like you are told to avoid it, right? But then it's kind of weird because I was just talking about this the other day. I am not a fan of people that are like, do as I say, but not as I do, Mm -hmm. right? And I feel like I grew up seeing that a lot of like, okay, there's a lot of things that I'm being told. I'm being told not to do this, or I'm being told not to do this, but then I'm visually seeing a lot of things that I'm being told not to do. Okay. And I don't know how to interpret that. Like, I don't know how to, I don't know what to do with that information. Cause do I do what I'm seeing or do I do like, I'm being told not, I'm being told to do the opposite basically. So I think they're real. I think they exist. Um, but I think that it also, on the other hand of that is only as real as you make it out to be. Right. So it's kind of like some people can view a generational curse that their family has and be like, well, this is my fate. Here we are. And I just have to fall in line. Right. But then some people can look at it and be like, I see all of this. Like I see through it all and I'm not going to fall for it. Those people like I think those are a little bit that is a little bit more rare. Um, But how? Yeah. Because how, how long can you go with blaming the people that are before you before it's like, okay, I need to take this into my own hands. Like, mm-hmm. when it comes to generational curses, I think that you already acknowledge that something is being done that you do not see as right, or you know that it's going to affect you negatively. So mm-hmm. it's like, is it that moment where you realize what's going on that's like, okay, let me, you know, try to be different? Or is it more so like an age thing? Is it a, I have to phase out and be separated from my family and from the people to eventually be able to be like, okay, I'm about to do different. I'm about to be different. I personally think it varies depending on like what your curse is. That's valid. Yeah. Um, I think it depends on like what you're, what you're going through um, and what your family has gone through. For me, mine was like an age thing. Um, and I, I literally physically couldn't get out of it until I, for one experienced it and then knew how to get around it. Right. So my generational curse, I kind of felt like was this big, heavy emphasis on like taking care of yourself and being independent. Um, and (laughs) because the curse was depending on other people and depending on men specifically oh, like that was the op- like the opposite yes okay that was the curse so the curse is like depending on men the like so what it was beat into my head basically was like be independent right and like live for yourself <laughs> make decisions for yourself don't depend on a- another man or like whatever like those situations where because obviously like from our parents generation like we got to see like men were typically the breadwinners right, right? and then like the mom got to stay home. My mom stayed home for a while. And then it's kind of one of those things where it's like, that's fine and dandy until like things could get rocky eventually. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) It's kind of like, 
okay. And you start to kind of figure out and try to realize like, what is it that, what is it that like, what could like my, in my, in my family situation, like what could have been done differently, you know, in those types of areas where it's kind of like, there was a dependency there, but it took me like getting older to realize like, okay, like what did that actually look like? Like, there's a lot of factors that go into it. Understanding the concept of money, like understanding relationships in general, like being in a partnership and a relationship with per- with a person. I didn't get as far as to understand what a marriage is like, cause I haven't done that yet, but I still could kind of get an understanding, like having an understanding of money having an understanding of like being able to take care of yourself and being confident in that. Those were all things that I feel like I couldn't really figure out until I, I got in those situations. And I'm like, okay, I can either make this choice or I can make this choice. <laughs> like I can either make the choice right. that's better for myself or I can make the choice that is like what I've seen. Right? But it's like a breakdown of these things. Like, are these all, so it's like one overarching, like you just said, of like, okay, I see that my family is, like, they push, don't be dependent on men, because they have been dependent on men in the past. So then from there, it's like, okay, now I understand that I have to, like, see things financially, I have to see things in relationships. Like, is this all steps, or this, like, is this is one encompassing thing you're breaking down? Like, is it, like, okay, first, my first path is financial. I'm going through this. I'm figuring out how to make sure that I'm financially okay. Then it's, like, okay, I need to make sure that I can emotionally, like, stick to myself and be, like, confident in myself enough to emotionally be able to get through things by myself. Like, these are all different mini, mini battles. I don't know. What do you think? I really don't know. I think honestly yes like I would say yes but I also kind of want to say no because I really feel like adult life is really just like a cluster crap of just hot mess like I feel like you're dealing with things all at the same time true I just (laughs) like a tweet that was like I thought adulting was like one like one problem after another like no it's just all the problems mixed in one big no it's it's literally all the like you'd be lucky if your life played out in steps I don't think anybody's life plays out in steps I think you may try to act like, okay, I can figure this one thing out. And then once I get this locked down, now I can move on to the next thing. No, I had all these things hitting me at the same time because I'm in a relationship while I'm also in school, while I'm also working. So that is relationships, that's emotional, that's financial, that's work ethic. Like those, all of those things were happening at the same time. Now, personally, could I have not been in a relationship and then maybe it would have just been emotional and financial? Yes, but I, that just wasn't my case. Like that wasn't right. my, my story. So I was dealing with all of those things at the same exact time. And so as I'm doing that, like I'm, you still prioritize like one thing over another, I feel like, but you are still kind of figuring it out as you go. And you're also trying to figure out how can all of these puzzle pieces fit together um, to work for me. So my thing was like, yes, I'm in a relationship. Yes, I am in school and I'm I'm trying to figure out money. Like, yes, I'm working. How can I have all of these things working for me so that I don't end up in that same generational curse? And I'll be very honest and say, it was not like I was not successful. Like the first multiple tries, <laughs> I was not it's successful. Is not it, it wasn't successful in the beginning because very much so I was like, relationship may not have been up to par and but my financials were fine and then maybe that would flip and then it'd be like okay like what the 
but I do feel like that's why it is steps though because like I think there's a build of yes I could be going through all of these things at one time but like my focus I can only focus on one thing like Mm -hmm. truthfully like yes I can be doing all these other things but like not mediocrely but like not to my best ability when it comes to like I'm gonna focus on one thing super like I'm gonna make sure that I get that squared away and then it's like adding something else too like like for the example of okay I have all these things going on I think that like school is a was a huge priority for you so it was like Mm -hmm. school was like a focus in and then it's like okay these other things are gonna fall in line as they come but it's more so a time thing than it's like I'm actively working on these things I'm just like I know time-wise school is going to be out of the factor and then I can move on to the next thing. But I, but to get really real like that, it's possible, but like also not because I didn't have like all the things that I have right now that are lined up literally could not have existed. Like I swear to God, it literally could not have existed if I would have stayed in the relationship that I was in, I'll be very, very honest with you. Like mm. L.E.R., yeah. going into my program, getting the job that I got, like the whole nine may not have even happened if I would have stayed with the person that I, so then that becomes a thing because oh, then my. it's like, yes, school is my focus, but like undergrad, I was going to get a social work degree. So then it was like that bridge between that next step of like, am I going to stay in social work or am I going to switch over and go into HR, which is like a a huge, like not only like confidence jump leap, but like also a bunch (laughs) of confidence, literal, like jump across the ocean. And then also like a financial jump too. Mm -hmm. Or am I going to stay in this relationship where I'm with a person who is like doing all these things and like doing more things than what I'm doing. And then I could have fallen in line with that person, fallen in line with that generational curse and just being like, okay, like I may not make enough money, but like I can be with this person who's gonna, he's gonna make more money than me, but like he's gonna provide, right? Like he will provide for whatever I won't make up. And that was a pivotal moment for me where I felt like, okay, the generational curse was coming into play because now I'm like, okay, like at first school was my focus. Then I let this relationship come in and become my focus. And then I'm like, okay, like I could either stay here and fall into this position of like, okay, you'll make enough and I'll be fine. I guess. Will I be happy? I don't know. Or I can make the decision to like, okay, let me get this out of the way. All encompassing. Yeah. Let me get this relationship out of the way. And then I can focus on, get back to what the original focus was. So I think more so than it all happening at the same time, maybe I'll even adjust it to say like it ebbs and flows, like certain things will come Mm -hmm. in and out of focus and it can, it can mess you up. Like it can take you off of your original path. And so that middle gap in between, like when that relationship became more important than like the financial path or whatever. And then I switched over to- like getting into my program and like, like I did my, my internship that built up my confidence. And then, so then it like, there were certain moments where I was like, okay, like this is my focus now. And then it's flipping out. And then this right, is all- and then it goes to something. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, <laughs> so, 
it's hard to say, but I can definitely say I've had a lot of moments where I can think back where I really like without any influence from my family, from my whatever, like this was my actual mindset, just me, where I'm literally physically thinking like, okay, but I could depend on, like, I could, I could like rest on him. Like I could depend right. on him. He's yeah. going to make more than me. So like, I could do this. Right. I I don't really have to push myself that hard. Like if he's going to do it, I could do that. And I was thinking that solely on my own. That's why I'm like, this is low key kind of crazy because by that yeah. point, my mom wasn't here anymore. So I didn't have any, even though my mom was a firm believer of like, once again, do as I say, not as I do. So right, she was very like, much so like own. live on your own, but there was still this thing in the back of my head that was like, you don't have to. Well, I know. Right. Yeah. So when I look back on it now and I see myself being like as successful as I am now. Yeah. That may not have happened, girl. I'm going to be real honest with you. There was like an alternative option. Like there was really like a. It could have played out like the end of Insecure when Issa had like played out all of her lives that could happen. Like Mm -hmm. that definitely. There was an alternate uh, possibility. There was an alternate possibility that really could have happened, which is kind of crazy to think about, but. I can, I oh, firmly can agree with that. And I still have no idea, like no real reasoning that I can use to, to prove like, why was I thinking that way? Like, why did, why was that the first thing to come to my mind instead of being like, no, you need to get this, like, you need to switch. Right. And then I, I met my boyfriend that I'm with now. And like, once again, had a lot of conversations with you and we're talking a lot about like girl snap out of it. <laughs> like you need and, to switch and you need to do this. Like this is what's going to take those you moments forward. though. Like I feel from what you were just said, like that there's like pivotal moments that you can make one choice or another and it can yes. really change everything. Like you could have did that internship and been like, yeah, like this was too hard. I'm I'm gonna stick to my original plan. Or it could be mm-hmm. like I have this internship and I'm I can see that I can do this now. Like I'm really, I'm really kind of doing my stuff here. So like it's so many pivotal moments that can really change the whole not ending, because I mean we're still going, but like the whole trajectory of life. Like that is very wild. Cause even I was just thinking the other night when I, we had wrote about this topic and like what we were gonna talk about, I was like we low-key come from a well that generational curse in particularly of like depending on a man like that is something that I think is a generational curse within the women of my family as well but we like Mm -hmm. we have two different ways that we live those generational curses out I feel Mm -hmm. if that makes sense like when it comes to um what you were saying about well also I want to note I live with my dad like I was raised pretty much by my dad so I think that that also kind of changed um like how the generational I'm putting in quotes curse came about but like um I think for me it's been like a strong push like I feel like it's been a I need to make sure that like not I push men out completely, but like, mm-hmm. if you disrupt anything, like even a little bit, I can't do it no more. Cause it's, it's like, mm-hmm. I'm scared that like, if I fall too, too in too deep, you could change, you know, the whole 
like you said, those key moments, like they'll, I just feel like that one key moment is going to make me fall into the trap of like, dang, mm-hmm. I was doing so well. <laughs> yeah. So I do think that is, I commend, not, is that commend you? Is that right? I commend, yeah, yeah I commend you for like continually, continuously trying because I think that mm-hmm. that is something that I fear for sure is like not even wanting to even try that area because I'm scared that like I will fall into I was doing so well and then this this person came in now I'm just so engulfed in them and like life goes south but Mm -hmm. I think that is like what you were saying of it took multiple tries and then now you're here so it's like I see an example of their life keeps going basically like yeah we'll figure it out yeah, like you could hit a bump in the road and still recover. And even if you don't recover like right away, like I would still even view like my recovery as like I was in the right place at the right time. And I had a lot of opportunities that came to me that were like very abnormal, like that internship, <laughs> not even getting into that, but it was very abnormal. It was like a once in a lifetime like yeah. type of thing. And then on top of that, it was like I met my boyfriend now at that time like that also I kind of felt like was just a a a perfect timing kind of thing like he was almost gone like if we didn't meet each other at the time that we did like we may not have ever met each other which is kind of crazy to think about so it's like right really interesting how timing works um and how you can either respond like you said you can respond in that moment in that timing or not. And, but if you don't like it, you can't look at it as like, oh, I may not ever get a chance like this again. Like you can always change your life. True. I'm a firm believer in that. You could change your life around whenever you're ready. Um, Never too But late. like for those moments where you can recognize like this is a moment where it'll either be like a lesson or it'll be like something that I, don't, I will really benefit from. I think you can take advantage of that. And for me, like I just kind of always felt like I just have always hoped that, and I've always fought for like not my generational curses, literally like not feeling like a curse. Like I've been trying to get out of that. So like getting more into the generational grace part, like I've spent, I would say my entire life up until now, like running, I think. I feel like I have been running girl, like (laughs) fighting, doing the day. I've been fighting for my life. Like, I feel like a lot of my life has been survival and it's like, Jesus, like I'm ready to relax at this point. Like I'm tired of running and I'm tired of fighting. Like I'm ready to get to the grace where it's like, okay, like not only am I going to be extending myself grace, but like, I'm ready to also be extended grace by the people that know my path and like they know like what my family has been through and they're aware of it and then can like recognize that and be like mm-hmm. we see we see you basically the growth yeah like, we see it because that's what generational curses like that's what the whole thing is when people talk about generational wells or generational anything it's like this huge pressure on you to change right so much stuff it's like so to change everything right and it's like that in itself everybody talks about it as if it's this huge positive thing and like sometimes it's really really heavy and really really hard (laughs) and the grace part is super important because we just mentioned about the highs and lows and we're only 23 so it's like 
breaking generational curses doesn't look fluid. Like it doesn't look like, oh, step by step, I just ended up breaking the curse and now I'm here. I can have kids. They're going to be great. Like it's a whole, you can think you've overcome it and then something happens that makes you fall back down. So it's like mm-hmm. having to give that grace because there are going to be moments where you have to make tough decisions is like crazy to think about. Cause what you were just saying about having people around that kind of know where you came from can kind of bounce you back. Like, okay, look you you going south when you need to go north like yes. having those people that can kind of redirect you and help you but with gracefully like not a well I know you're gonna do this I know you're gonna fall into this so here we are like somebody who's really like no I see different in you yeah and that that takes it takes one person just to be like I see different in you I feel to yes really and it make makes you, you it makes you feel so great like I can't even explain it I, it's what it it is literally what I needed like if I didn't have it I don't think I would have gotten this far like I needed that in order to kind of put a little bit of boost under me to just let me know that like I have potential and I have the ability to do this and make it far yeah you know like I, I can actually do this both. huh I think there's like an importance to both though like having people that know your past but then also having people that don't like meeting new people I think will kind of give the not even like the the confidence boost but it'll kind of give you the reminder of like wow I'm so much different because like somebody will like let's say you meet somebody tomorrow they will they might not know all things that you went through in the past because like you've grown and overcome them Mm -hmm. so it's like nice to be like you don't even know the person like how long it took me to get here but like you're seeing the new and improved which is yes. cool to like have yes. those people too that are seeing the new and improved and seeing like beyond what I've been through you're seeing like the the actual being that I've created yeah and no and I'm a firm believer in that like no one and not every person needs to know your whole story yeah you know your whole background know your whole upbringing like know your whole everything and you get to pick and choose like the things that you're going to bring with you in every situation because it's not that you're lying you know like everything will come out you know eventually not even just in a sense of and just depending on what that friend or what that person becomes to you like it'll come out as it's meant to but also like you don't have to carry everything that you've been through with you because you're constantly evolving and changing and eventually which sounds really bleak but eventually you're going to get to a point where you have more years behind you than you have ahead (laughs) of you right and so it's like when you get to when you start to get to those years where it's like okay like I've grown a lot like there are so many experiences now and hopefully good experiences that I can carry with me over bad if you've come from a past of trauma or you've come from a past of just bad experiences like you'll hopefully be able to make enough good ones where now you can carry those with you right versus the other kind and that's Um, part of like forgiveness too because in order to show grace and also be in a place where you can just breathe and be lighter because you feel like okay I've overcome a lot of this stuff it takes a lot of forgiveness a lot of like and a generational curses like the the definition that people have been using it's like people before you that you might not even might not have even met like you're forgiving them too like look Mm -hmm. we've been through so much and like you've been through so much and like not carrying not carrying the family weight Mm -hmm. is is super big and like that forgiveness piece is super big too like it's so easy to blame and be like okay like 
I could have been this way. My family made it this way or whatever, but like, they're going through things too. And like, yeah. they also are figuring out things and it might not be as graceful or it might not be as what we would envision, but like having to, having to forgive the fact that they might not be who we need them to be. Yeah. Yeah. I had a question for you, dude. Um, just even talking about like your experiences with like curses and grace. Um, just like, how do you feel about you were talking a lot about how like having a visual like in front of you of being able to see kind of like how those things can how those curses can change but like how do you feel with kind of the curses that you have or the cards that you've been dealt and like where you're trying to get to like what area do you feel like you're in in that process I'm in the It's it's real tragic to say, but I think <laughs> I'm in the denial phase. And it's kind of crazy because how I'm in the denial if I'm saying what I feel, but I think I'm in the denial phase. Like I think like I'm good at piling stuff on my plate. Like I'm good at like doing a lot of things so that everything that I don't want to have to deal with, I just don't. Like mm-hmm. so with that. I think I did like I I pour a lot into like school or work or whatever extra thing I decide to do because it's like okay then I don't have to acknowledge the fact that like whatever the curse is going on that that I'm going through I'm trying to think of like the like for the example of like having um not depending on men or like Mm -hmm. my family's not super emotional so like certain things I just don't talk about so I think Mm -hmm. um I'm in the Nile phase I'm in the like pouring things into my plate phase so that way I'm not really going through and not really acknowledging what I need to Mm -hmm. and that has been a huge fear I will admit of like school coming to a close I think that's why I don't really talk about it because it is kind of a fear of like what's like what who who do I like what do I put on my plate to fill up what school would be like, mm-hmm. how do I fill the time so that I'm not, like, worried about having to figure out the generational things or, like, the cars that I've been dealt? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, I'm there. Yeah. That's, um... But... Uh-huh. I do think with school ending and, like, with um, just starting, like, new things and, like, doing different endeavors, I think that it will just push me, like... I can see now that I think I'm going to have a lot more of those pivotal moments that are going to be, I have to make a choice. I've been able to play middle ground, play middleman for a long time. Mm -hmm. I think now as I'm like doing this huge transition of like, I'm about to move and I'm about to like, all that kind of stuff is going to make me have to do more. I got to face it. Yep. And that's not a bad thing. That's like great, actually. (laughs) That's great. It's also great that you're, like we are talking about this now so that when those situations present themselves it could kind of be like a little a little light bulb in your head like oh this might be one of those moments you know right you may be able to recognize that to help you make whichever decision is best for you is right better. and having to just be okay like we said with the grace like if it doesn't go if it doesn't go right and if it is like dang I could have not did that and I probably would have been better off it's like okay <laughs> well I mean you did it here you are you gotta you know take the punches as they come but like just being okay with like okay look 
life goes on. Like most things mm-hmm. are recoverable. Some things aren't, but yeah. <laughs> most things you can, you can get out of. Yeah, I agree. And I, I firmly believe that like, it's all about learning and it's all about trying to, like, like you said, when you make a decision, just being aware throughout the whole entire thing, like you said, in the denial phase, but like, it's okay to be in denial for a while, as long as you're like, once again, still self-aware and you know what phases you're in, you know what you're going through, but like, eventually that comes to a head and you start to kind of realize like what you are, um, like what you're doing to get out of that, you know? So it's like, you make it work. You make it work for you. Like, um, my family is very, um, like coddlers when it comes Mm -hmm. to, um, like they just love very hard. So it's like, they never want you to be out here. Like they just never want you to not know that you have them. And that's a beautiful thing. Like I love that about them, but then it's also like when it comes to making certain decisions, I don't think I can make them on my own sometimes. Like sometimes my confidence in my decision-making is a little off because it's like, I don't know. Like I always, like, even if you don't consciously think of your, your safety net is still there. Mm-hmm. And like, that I think is going to be a big, like, I can see that coming into fruition now of like, now that I'm making decisions of where I want to live and what I want to do. And especially like getting my job. I think that was one thing that like, I had to make it, make a choice that was like career changing for me. So I think for those type of things, as I start to make heavier decisions, I'll kind of pull away from having to feel like I need to get the validation from them too, of like, okay, I made this choice. It's my life. I got to keep moving with it. Like, I trust that I'm going to be doing what's best for me. Mm-hmm. So I think that's yeah. something that it's not necessarily like a curse, but it kind of is because if you do fall into the trap of like, you depend on your family too much when it is hard decisions, you don't really know how to deal with them. Mm-hmm. I agree. I can totally agree. I think I am on the opposite end of that. I think I've been navigating through like panic and like I panic. Like I feel like I've been navigating through like panic and like I honestly like I don't want to say anything. Like I I feel like yeah. My safety net, yeah yeah. Yeah. Like my safety net was ripped from me early. So then following that I'm like okay, I don't have any I'm not consulting anything with anyone. Like I have to do everything by myself. Instead and, of you know, finding that yeah. Yep. And so now I'm kind of like trying to get out of that and moving more so into where you are now like I'm the complete reverse because now I'm trying to get to a more comfortable stage of like okay I can like it's okay to share these things and it's also okay to like not just be like running all the time and like not just feel like you have to like constantly just be like on go on go on go on go like on to the next thing on to the next thing on to the next thing like I really really have to teach myself like how to relax because a lot of me up until this point has been like you are just like running and you're doing it by yourself when that is not always the case um so I'm trying to move into the phase of like okay my generational curse like forced me to be super and like crazily independent right I figured out how to do that, but almost to the extreme, like right, <laughs> I almost yeah. took it too far to now I don't even feel comfortable resting on anyone at all. And that's not good 
either. Like you should be able to rest or like I should be able to lean on my boyfriend or my family or my my dad or my sister or my whatever and not feel like I'm weak for doing this or I need to, I, I need to figure out how to do it myself, you know? So it's right. like, I'm trying to get on the other end of that and be like, first of all, it's okay to rest. It's okay to be independent, but you don't have to be so independent to the point where you are isolated. Yeah. Um, and building that village, like it's easier said than done. Cause it is, a, it's harder to find people that are like genuinely rooting for you than it is the opposite. So it's like, mm-hmm having to find those people that you feel safe enough to rest on is like a process in itself. Mm-hmm. 1000%. Building a village. That's, that's task number two. That's task number two. Look, we gotta, we gotta check that off the list. Mm-hmm. Task number two. That's like what I'm also trying to, we're also trying to, I think everyone tries to do that in their twenties as well too. Cause you're just trying to figure out like you're growing out of your high school friends sometimes. Or just like your family that you've grown up with and you're transitioning into this new phase of like people that you actually get to choose. And I saw this TikTok the other day where the girl was like, um, I know it's common for people to always say like they wish they could go back to being a kid and they wish they didn't have to be an adult. And she like, I may be the only one that thinks this This may be an unpopular opinion, but I'd never go back to being a kid. I love being an adult. Like I love having free will. I love having free choice. I love being able to choose and decide if I want to talk to you, if I don't want to talk to you, if I want to do this, if I don't want to do this, like I am an adult and I can make that choice. You don't feel as a child, there's this huge difference of like, no matter what your circumstances are, like you just kind of stuck in them. (laughs) And there's ways to like, I think when people look back to what they miss most about being a child, it's like the carefreeness, the fun, the like, you just kind of wake up and somebody else is going to figure it out for you. And mm-hmm. like, that's, of course, I'm speaking general because people, not everybody had that experience. But when it comes to like adulting, you can also create those moments. Like, I, I think we we lose sight of like, oh, I got to pay bills. I have to do this. I have to do this. But like, we can also book trips. Mm-hmm. We can, also like spend the day at the mall we can also go and go out to eat do a sip and paint like you can make those moments too mm-hmm. it's just more intentional about it like you don't have a parent planning it for you you don't have like a parent doing play dates it's like yep create your play dates <laughs> you create your play dates you create your fun and you don't have to sit around for things that are not fun or that do not serve you and I had to exactly. sit around a lot as a kid like for things that just I may not have chosen to go through if I was an adult, but I didn't have a choice back then. So it's like the kids in the table, like we have choice to be like, Mm -hmm. this is not fun here. Like y'all mean to me. Like I'm not coming back. (laughs) Not coming back. It's not fun. Y'all asking me when am I having a kid? When am I getting married? When am I I don't want to talk about this? (laughs) No, thank you. So I feel like you have the space now to be an adult and like set boundaries like you need to respect me as an adult like I respect you as an adult like it's 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 better here it's, it's better, better here. here we don't feel it because it's our early 20s and we're in that entry level adult but we will like yeah I've been thinking back to our parents age like why did it seem like they was 23 and like in a family and grilling in the backyard and living di- like I don't know it just be seeming like we had such a tough transition from like teen to this age Mm -hmm. and I don't know what it is like I don't know if I don't know if it's just we have access to more so we just see more problems or like what's going on 
but mm-hmm. it just seems like it was an easier transition for our parents to become adults I don't know maybe they wasn't talking about it it may not have been definitely worth not talking or thinking about it as much like I've heard that from personal testimony like a lot of the things that we dive into and overanalyze even like a whole conversation like this they will be like what like it just wasn't really getting talked about life for them. I feel like was more so just like, get it done and don't talk about it. Like, right. Just get it done. Literally. Like we're not really here to sit and chat. Like we're here to solve problems and get it done. So that's what I kind of feel like it was. And I also feel like the, I still firmly believe in the fact that like you were able to make it a lot further with a family with, a completely different type of job like back then and so just financial security even with you know like I know that there was a recession and there were a lot of different factors but I do still feel like financial security was a little bit better back then and I also think that they had a little bit more to be like hopeful about like I genuinely think (laughs) our parents (laughs) yeah like I feel like our parents looked at like which goes into like generational things 1000% like I think they looked at like buying homes and like you know, like building credit and doing True. all these things as like, these are, this is like opportunity and this is like a beautiful thing and like so much possibility. And we look at buying homes as like, this is a dread. Like, <laughs> I don't yeah, want to do this that's true. because it's going to rob me or it maybe my house is going to depreciate so much in value in the next couple of years that it won't be worth anything because that we've seen that happen before. So it's like, it's just not one of those, we just are not really one of those generations I feel like that are as hopeful as they used to be. And I hate to right. be, but I and just kind of feel like. I fear like when we say like the whole title of this was like building generational grace and like, I fear how this generation is going to build anything. Like yeah. when it comes to everything, I think that we are very temporary. Like when it comes to and of course, this is positive and negative. Like when it comes to a job, I will never say somebody stay where they hate. But it's also like when looking at our parents, they'll get a job and grow in it. And then, you know, that's what they do for the years and they're kind of set. Or like they'll have this house and just live in it. Like mm-hmm. stay here for however long. They'll have these kids. Now you're a parent for the rest. Like you have these things that are permanent that I think we are pushing back on permanent, which mm-hmm. I don't know if that's good or bad because I think that we're the first generation to really really put that into play but Mm -hmm. it is something that's like we I don't know we're early on so you know we haven't built anything technically yet but like I really am interested to see what 40 year old us looks like like are we still gonna be yeah yeah it's gonna be interesting I don't know But it is very dependent on, you know, where the economy is headed. And I don't want to get too far into a rabbit hole, but it's just kind of like both of these, like we need to low key be helping each other. Like we can't just be hopeful in an economy that's not helping us. Like I'm not going to still be hopeful and there's nothing to be hopeful. (laughs) Like, please, Joe. People are retiring. Like then you start to see, like I was loyal to something that was not loyal to me. Mm -hmm. So I definitely agree that. This generation, I think we overall, like overarching, are just breaking the curse of like, we feel like we are dedicated or like binded to something. Mm-hmm. We, are, we are definitely a move on your own band type of person, yep. type of people. Yep. I agree. And I think that regardless, no matter what, like the biggest thing throughout the process 
is just giving ourselves grace no matter what. Right, do your best. <laughs> There's no way to really, and I feel like we always end our podcast, we do our best, do what we can, because that's really what, that's really what the motto is, always, even as you're trying to change so much, like really, 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 really just give yourself a break because it doesn't, it doesn't all lie with you. Like it's not all on you. Um, and whether you choose or not to continue the generations, that's also completely up to you. Like exactly. you don't have to say like, oh, I have to continue to have children for the sake of the generation. Like if it's just not, if that's not for you, I think there are a lot of people that are coming to terms with that as well. And that's okay. True. You know, like heal however it's best for you, like however you need to heal and, and get through what has already been passed down onto you. Like, I think people try to underestimate that. Like when you really, 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 really factor generations and how far they go back and how much they've been through and what is really in our genetic makeup. We have no idea how many battles we've been fighting up until me. So for real, you might not be able to change everything. Like with that in mind, it's a lot of stuff you, you know, you can only wake up and do so much in the hours you have. So Mm -hmm. it's like having the life you have. Gee, lives are not that long. They're not, they're long. Yes. But like to change a whole thousands of years worth of generations, even four generations back to your great grandma, like, that's a lot. It's a lot to do. Right. It's a big responsibility. Have... Every sibling needs to take a generational curse. <laughs> yes, take a job. <laughs> Let's all Pick do one. it together. Pick one and we can talk about it in a, in a circle talk because I'm not. Exactly. So I definitely feel this is a great way to end. We're going to give ourselves grace. We're going to give people around us grace who are also breaking down barriers and creating new. I'm proud of us. Proud of us, period. Proud of you. Talk soon. Bye.